This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with musicians Susan Gibson and Don Richmond, touring and in town for a concert. This is part two of the interview. Folks, welcome back. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Oh, you're talking to us. I yep. thought you were talking to your people. No, no. All right. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around for another week. Yeah. A lot of people just would not do that. So, uh, <laughs> now, last week, uh, just to catch people up, we talked a little bit about your concert, about how you tour, about your dogs. And I'm going to ask Don the question we finished with with Susan last time. Don, you've rubbed shoulders with a lot of musicians over the years. Who stands out as being someone who offered a, a kind word or, you know, at a critical juncture in your uh, musical career? I have an older brother that uh, is a lifelong musician as well. And, of course, he he's enough older than me that he was gone by the time I really started getting into it. You know, he's seven years older than me, which isn't much now, but when he's 19 and I'm 12, that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. But, but I'd have to include, uh, probably start out with, with Jim. That's cool. My brother Jim. But Michael Hearn would be... Uh, you know, he he's the one that got me going down to New Mexico regularly. We used to play down there. I was in a country rock band called Tumbleweed that was kind of a Colorado band for many years. And, and we go down to New Mexico now and then. But when Tumbleweed broke up, Mike helped me get, get established a little bit more down in New Mexico on a regular basis. And that has really, you know, kind of been my bread and butter in a lot of ways. Uh, the Taos, Red River, Santa Fe music scene. Mm-hmm. And plus, uh, the, the connections from that festival. I mean, that's how I met Susan Gibson, really. Or Susan signed up to play at a cancer benefit for me that Mike Hearn was throwing in 2007 when I had colon cancer. I'd never met Susan, but she was willing to come play a benefit for me. Mm-hmm. You know? But I heard great things about Don <laughs> Richmond, so... And uh, so that you know, he he's definitely the. Uh, and you can you can tell partner. that that he is w- with the barn dance and all. Michael Hearn is definitely a, a node in a big network, yeah. and and a lot of that comes from Bill and Bonnie. Um, yeah, uh, bef- and, and before, Bill and Bonnie before uh, him. Uh, yeah, Bill and Bonnie would be the same. You know, and Bill knows pretty much everybody in the world in the music business. It seems like and. Uh, and he's always always fun to watch. So l- let me ask, most memorable concert or two that you've been a part of, Don? Oh, uh, aside dear. from last night, which was really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember one time when the when Tumbleweed won the Marlboro Country Music Contest for this region, and we opened a show for George Strait and the Judds at McNichols Arena. That was that was a mm. that yeah. was that was fun. That's big time. But really, you know, the little ones. There are some, and I, and I can't pick one out. There are so many that are so utterly magic, magical that those are really the ones that that keep you going. You mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, because you, you, you run into you, you know you run into gigs that's like uh, make you think, well, why did I say I would do this? What <laughs> am I doing? Uh, and then you run into the ones that where the, the magic of the music and the connection with people is just so powerful, and you just, and then you remember. And it's like the house concerts, like the one you did last night, where, where you might have uh, 70, 80 people, or even 40 or 50, and everybody is tuned in 100%. Yeah. 
that that's that's an audience you can really connect with. I know, Susan. How about you? Memorable concert or concerts? Well, the first one that came to my mind was when I was playing in the Groobies, and it was fairly soon after Wide Open Spaces was out there and making money, and I was all heady with power and wealth, and I dared my bass player and drummer. We were playing a gig at the Last Concert Cafe in Houston, Texas. Uh, I've been there many times. I I dared them to play naked, (laughs) and they did it for 100 bucks a piece, (laughs) (laughs) and they played the second set in just nothing but socks, And, and... Bobby Schaefer played an upright bass, so he kind of stood behind the upright bass, and Todd was the drummer. You didn't get and he didn't get arrested or anything. Nobody got arrested. There weren't even you know this was before everybody had a cell phone with a f- camera, which is the yeah. only reason you could do that. And there was a guy from the paper, Bob. Do you remember Bob that hung out at last concert? Kind of mm. white hair. I, I think he's passed away. Okay, yeah. but um, he snuck around you know the, they had that garage door yes that opened it out of the back of that and he snuck around and got pictures and all you can see are just <laughs> little tiny butt cracks <laughs> so that was one that that popped in that i'll never forget that gig i'll never forget <laughs> I can understand many people that. maybe won't forget that gig uh, I, but i have to say i think it is the the contrast of gigs that makes every gig better like to play at the barn dance or at yeah. your music festival here and people love it and they've been primed to love you already and you go out there and you're like oh that's what it feels like to have made it and then the next night I'm playing in the corner of someplace and nobody cares and they're making requests for free bird and stairway to heaven I mean just you know whatever I think it's that contrast is is what I I really love the most. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna gonna get. Let you me don't. let me ask about your best known song uh, is "Wide Open Spaces." Most people would immediately recognize it. On the station, we play your version oh, on nice. your solo version. We play the Groobies. Great. I, I have the album of the Groobies, yeah. and uh, and of course the Dixie Chicks. Uh, it was a huge hit. You have to remember the first time you heard it on the radio. I do remember the first time Tell, I heard it on the radio. What was the emotion? It it was it's funny, and and I think this happens a lot. Is you hear it and you think, huh, that sounds familiar, <laughs> and then you get into the verse or hear some lyrics or something, and and with the chicks version, I'd only ever heard it recorded one other time before I heard it on the radio. Now that's not true because I had the album, but it's it took me by surprise. I was in California, I was out there playing some gigs, and Yvonne Perea. Wow. was a friend of mine and sh- we were driving around California and it came on the radio and we just windows down radio up just saying I wrote this song you know <laughs> and people that were driving next to us they didn't care they, they it, just, it was to be so far from home and hear that and it was it was wow. a little a yeah. little wink and a nod. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I like to play the uh, your version in the Groobies because it has the the missing third verse yeah, that you were right. talking about last. Yeah. With, uh, with the U-Haul, it all has to fit in there. Yeah, which is cool. But uh, that was interesting. So, uh, in a nutshell, uh, remind people how that song found its way to the Dixie Chicks, the uh, Groobies, Lloyd Maines, Natalie Maines. Right. Uh, that that. 
that yeah that that's way. it that's the that's the trajectory I, uh the groobies a band that i was in based out of amarillo we were looking for producer lloyd mains was living in lubbock so he was our best bet and also closest bet and um i learned this years and years later that lloyd gets requests for pu- producing albums all the time so he he you know and he he says he listens to everything but mm-hmm. he might he might not get to that disc for a year. And so uh the two guys in our band Mike Devers and Scott Malott bugged him, just called him all the time, said, mm-hmm. "Hey, we really, you know, check out this." And Wide Open Spaces was on that demo. Mm-hmm. And so he produced a record for us and that was all at the time that his daughter Natalie was getting out of school and starting to sing with the chicks and so he he gave that disc to both of his daughters, I think more as a dad than as a producer. Mm-hmm. And the chicks started playing it in their live show, and then when they got their deal with Sony, that was one that they took to the label and said, we want to put this on our first record. So it was very organic. We got it to the artist, not to the producer. That's right, yeah. I can say something that few people can can say, and that is uh, Lloyd Maines has played a concert within a block of my house. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, that's awesome. He's been in the Valley several several times, uh, so that's good. We're going to do some live music, but before that, one more question. How old were you when you started touring? Touring, I, you know, the Groobies toured. Uh, the, I, I started singing in that band in uh, 96, mm-hmm. and we went back and forth between Amarillo and Lubbock. If You know, we'd play all over Amarillo, and then when we really wanted to take over the world, we'd drive 100 miles south to Lubbock. <laughs> That's a long drive. It <laughs> is, long and straight. If uh, present-day Susan yeah. could walk out that... And, and young Susan is there. What advice would you give her? Pay Just better attention. Pay, pay better attention pay to better atten- what? All of it. Okay. All of it. All of it. <laughs> we were at last night, and uh, Andrew Smythe, TC's son, that plays that Cajon. is now in our band, plays Cajon, Cajon in our band now. Um, he was like, "Yeah, we played a gig together. It was a wedding in Kerrville or something like that. Uh-huh. I have no recollection of that." Huh. And and I hate that mm-hmm. because I I wake up you know we woke up thank you Marilyn uh, Marilyn can I say her whole name Marilyn yeah. Hennessy mm-hmm. I hope you hear this your your home was just so beautiful and lovely and Don, when Don and I pulled up we looked at each other and just started giggling at where we were going to get to spend the night and and hang out in your beautiful view this town you know the hospitality of this you know so most of my moments are exquisite and the fact that I that there there are some lost years there mm-hmm. because of bad choices on my part. <laughs> um, you know, that's what I would tell young Susan. Cool. And cool. and relax. Just relax. I remember that uh we shared the stage at uh Bugle Boy. Yeah, yeah. In LaGrange, yeah. uh Lane Lane Gosney's place. Yeah. That that is uh one of the best uh listening rooms between Austin and Houston yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So uh, that was one of the only fun. listening rooms yeah. between Austin and Houston. It, it, but it but I'd be. say the best listening room in uh, 400 miles. I mean, it's just people have to be going there on purpose. Nobody just stumbles in there. Yep. And so that that always makes you feel good that people intended to come and see you play. That's right. You know. Well, uh, the folks out there in Radioland would love to hear you guys play a, a song or two. We'd actually, love to do we, it. Actually, we probably have time for one song because uh, we've been talking. What uh, would you like to play? Well, you know what? We've been talking a lot about Lloyd Maines, and he has a musical partner named Terry Hendricks, and uh, she's become a dear friend. I've been a fan for years and years and years, and she's become a dear friend, and she had written a song called Good Times Van 
that has my name in it, and she's talking about me and my old van <laughs> that I used to drive. And so 20 years later, I am returning the favor, and I wrote this song called Wildflowers in the Weeds. Um, some of the lines come from uh, really good conversations that I've had with Terry. So she, very, very I, cool. I use her name in this song a lot. All right. Well, uh, uh, let's get let's get set up for that. And uh, I'd, I'd like to say that not many people can say this. Uh, Terry's done a concert a, a block from my I house because she was with Lloyd. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah, she's that's good. great. Let me remind folks we're uh, visiting with Susan Gibson and uh, Don Richmond, who are going to do a, a little tune here. They're in town for a concert. Or the fruit of unlucky genetics Cause there are laws in the universe That govern the earthly and etheric All she needs is one clean break In her heart or her bad habits To really hunger for something Before she reaches out to grab it As above, so below Terry she sows 40 seasons since she's planted any seeds in between winter and spring hides a secret of every living thing and she's looking for the wildflowers in the Every action has an inverse reaction. Terry believes in posterity, but not the law of attraction. So she keeps them to herself, all her dreams and her desires of love and luck and health, afraid of the action faith requires. In her backward little town, east is west and Prayers move slower than the speed of sound Fall from her lips straight to the ground Where they germinate like wildflowers in the weeds She looks at the classifieds She looks at the internet If only changing was as easy as changing the channels on her teeth she looks at her horoscope, she looks at the almanac, she looks at the Bible in the big book, looking for a needle in a haystack. Down below the surface 
Solving for the absolutes She goes to work with a purpose And Terry finds a piece of land A quarter acre is more than she needs To feel the soil in her hands She waters the wildflowers in the weeds Mighty fine, mighty fine, as the old hot rise used to say mm. Susan Gibson, Don Richmond Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Gary. Yeah, thank you, Gary. What a pleasure. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 